this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Wrestle Buddies Games Plus Wrestling Podcast, both wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring. We have just watched the Royal Rumble. However, uh, Chris Hayner is not here to discuss it. He got slammed through a table that was on fire uh, by Roman Reigns, as you guys saw in the Rumble. Chris was there. Joining me instead, he was going to be joining me the entire time. Who am I kidding? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, GameSpot writer. Writer for the WWE comic, Lan Pitts. Lan, hi. Matt, now that I'm actually on WrestleBuddies, I feel yeah. like I'm finally one of your friends. Everybody is my friend because everything I do is for attention and friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Well, I, I, I'm glad this solidifies us as friends and co-workers yes. and maybe acquaintances. I don't know. I don't know if we can be all those because I'm technically your boss. Oh, no. You you were always in like the lexicon of like my my convention friends, I'd say for for quite a while, because we both like worked at combo conventions all the time. All the time. Well, <laughs> since, the, <laughs> since the start of comic conventions, we have always been there since 1975. Uh, <laughs> Land and I were just at. At San Diego Comic-Con, which was held in a hotel ballroom. Oh, man. Going through uh, dollar bin boxes and buying Amazing Spider-Man number one for $20. It's good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are all worth so much money now. All of my X-Men number ones with the Jim Lee covers are all worth. Skyrocket. Sky. They are they are worth billions. How many Lambos you got now because you sold your comic collection? Oh, so many. Move over, GameStop stock. I've got X Men number one. <laughs> we are just gonna uh, recap what happened at the Royal Rumble, which is the best pay per view of the year. Uh, Landon all started with a one hour kickoff show instead of two hours. How are you feeling about not having to sit around for two hours? Like having actually been to WrestleMania, uh, yes. uh, going in 2018, uh, and dealing with like a seven hour show, I feel like any sort of condensing or lessening. Mm -hmm. Chris and I went together in 2019 and we were in the press, the little press box. Um, the only way I could have survived 2019, which I believe was the longest WrestleMania ever, uh, was because of the free coffee and cookies that they gave the press. <laughs> <laughs> we're like developmental developing uh like uh handling concessions like they do at nxt shows i remember like going to like an nxt show and like e ec3's like working with popcorn <laughs> wait a minute are you chris hero no i'm cassius ono and also would you like some jolly ranchers so yeah we have diy shirts uh they're on clearance would you like one nah, i'm good buddy yeah, maybe like how clearancey are they they're like they were 10 bucks instead of 20 oh that's, that's one of those bogo deals yeah yeah yeah. A little, a little bit of a bogo so 
the the night kicked off on the kickoff show after about 40 minutes of just talking about what's going to happen <laughs> three hours from now. Um, it was Charlotte Flair and Asuka, the champions of the women's tag team champ. Remember the women's tag team championship? That was a thing that still exists. Uh, they faced Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with uh, Baszler and Jax getting the win. Lan, what did you think of this match? So I was in and out actually watching it because uh, I was cooking uh, rumble snacks. Uh, so mm-hmm. I didn't catch a lot of it, but I, I, I caught a little bit of it. Here's the deal. Eventually, we're going to have uh, Asuka and Becky again, I feel like, at some point. But the women's tag team division, it started off really strong because you had, like, ideas tag teams. Now they slowly have kind of um, devolved into what men's, the men's tag team. Like, here's two people, just put them together. It's just it's just two people, you know, put together. And, like, I get it. I get the idea of, like, you know, we, we have Charlotte and Asuka kind of, like, modern-day... Um, Modern day super uh, mega powers. I almost mm-hmm. said superpowers collection. That's not the right nomenclature. Uh, we have like, you know, modern day mega powers, and that's cool. That's great. Um, but we don't need, you know, we need actually like women tag teams. And I feel like if you develop them like in NXT, I think that's a good deal. But it, it, it was a fine match. It's a fine, it, it's, a, it's a strong enough kickoff. It wasn't at least, you know, such a, um, a random match that was kind of just advertised 15 minutes on Twitter. Yeah, like It's like, here's Buddy Murphy versus Drew Gulak. It's like, oh, that's going to be a good match. But why? Why? It doesn't it doesn't help either of those yeah. guys. And I, I, and I and I felt like this match didn't really help any of the superstars because their story was going to be told later in the Rumble anyway, which it was. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I think Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler are growing on me as a tag team. I, I love Baszler. She super scares me. That's kind of what I love about her. Um, but this match so quickly devolved into like Charlotte has a problem with Lacey Evans, who is totally hooking up with Ric Flair. Like, I just I don't care about that. And so much of that, the finish for this match revolved around Ric Flair giving Lacey Evans brass knuckles to hit Charlotte Flair so Nia Jack could leg drop her and get the win. It's just you get you those are Shayna, Charlotte, and Asuka are some of the most talented wrestlers in the company. Um let them do their thing. We don't need like a I don't I just I don't like a crappy finish for this building towards a storyline that I already don't like. But all in all, fun match leading up to that point. I really enjoyed, you know, it's a solid kickoff. Yay. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's a it's a, it was a better kickoff than like just a um, a randomized like generated match. Yes, just you know, yeah. I it, it's it was a strong start, and um, I mean, anytime you know, women get more TV time is always a plus. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's tough with something like Royal Rumble because there are two matches that are going to be an hour long, you know, an hour, an hour long each, so it's tough. Um, But luckily, we move right to the main card with the shortest match of the night coming in at two minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, And that was Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. And I I don't think I was alone thinking that Goldberg was going to win because that's what part timers kind of do in this company. We'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a good one. And that's a good one, though. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, and and given especially the fact that Goldberg has a really good a um, streak 
of uh, last minute, you know, pay-per-views to start the year leading into mm-hmm. WrestleMania. It's it's fine. You know, if, if he had one, it would have been a a really weird head scratcher. Like, so you're going to keep him off TV until Mania? You're going to keep him off to the next pay-per-view? Because Goldberg's not showing up on Raw every night, no. you know, till then. So... It, it wouldn't have made sense for him to, and I'm glad Drew got it. And yeah, you're right about how the actual match time was two minutes, but remember that the match didn't start for like three minutes. There was there was a good like two minutes of opening and entrance and all this. There was a minute of them fighting on the outside. Then when the match started, two minutes yeah. and 32 seconds, it was just, yeah, it, it was like five moves of doom. It was just, you know, Claymore, Spear, Spear, Claymore, Jackhammer, false finish, false finish, false finish. And sometimes this, sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what I expect out of a Goldberg match, to be honest. I, I'm always going to disappoint <laughs> myself. I, I feel like this definitely helped Drew more than it hurt Goldberg. Definitely. I mean, it, it cemented Drew as a real uh, strong champion. And that's it's what he needs because he's the nicest human being in the world. God, yeah. <laughs> That's a real conversation we had earlier this night. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, <laughs> nicest man in the world. Nicest man in the world. Who has an okay theme now, but but uh Broken Dreams is other one A plus. <laughs> this is insider info on Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh moving forward, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Carmella with my personal favorite person in WWE right now, the sommelier Reginald. <laughs> Which I don't Carmella's gimmick right now is like I'm day drunk on wine, but I'm very classy. <laughs> and also I'm so into that gimmick. <laughs> Right. What it's it's sort of um, taking Lana's influencer gimmick to um, a whole new level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's but like a realistic level. Not. I feel like when Lana right. was doing it, it was a very there was a little delusion within there. Uh, this almost pokes fun on it, and it just it. Just, I don't know. Adding the sommelier, the 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 guy from Cirque <laughs> du Soleil, as a dude who just helps her out. Um, it hangs out on the ringside. Like I just, I really enjoyed that. The match itself was fine back and forth. Uh, again, this is cementing uh, Sasha Banks as a real champion, uh, keeping yeah. the title on her. Yeah. Carmella yeah. did a great job with what she had to do in the ring. Sasha. Yeah. Same. Car- Carmella's Carmella's grown to me since, you know, for a couple of years now. And it's really weird to think back in NXT when she was part of that trio. Yeah, because yeah, and yeah. for her to be the last person standing, I, I I I just never saw that. But now, how she's developed herself in the ring and out, and you know she's developed character work, she's developed mic work. She made the pieces fit, but you, she didn't do it arbitrarily. No, no, I mean, like, and you and you think about going back to NXT, like Enzo and Big Cass were already established as a tag team at that point. And then one week it was just like, oh, our hairdresser's our friend, and now she comes out with us and wrestles. Uh, and she all she was was just a, a parrot of what that gimmick was, mainly of what em, uh, Enzo was. Um, she really has grown into her own uh, within the ring. She's fine. Um, but I really like how she's really dived headfirst into this gimmick, and I'm a kind of, I love gimmicks, so that's kind of my thing. Um, so I, I really, I enjoyed what this was. It was fine. 
Um, then Bad Bunny performed. I know who Bad Bunny is now. And he danced around Booker T who yelled, can you dig it, sucker, at the end? That was it. <laughs> he looks so mad. <laughs> I was so... I understand the... You, with WWE, you want to... They've always done this since WrestleMania 1. Incorporating pop culture, incorporating music. And there's going to be a point in our lives where we do not have our pulse on what's cool. I haven't mm-hmm. been there like 20 years. Mm-mm. uh i i just don't i don't get it because you're incorporating bad bunny who is as wwe tells me very famous with booker t who bad bunny's audience wouldn't know who booker t is it's a very weird clashing of generations that did not sit great with me right it, yeah. it's one of the but i mean i i get this now at least it feels like um it reminds me when nitro because Ernest the Cat had that gimmick. He was basically James Brown. Oh, and then I, they brought yeah. And then they <laughs> bought then they brought James Brown into the fold. And I just remember being like a 15 God, I think I was like 16 at the time, just not giving a about James Brown on my TV. So and then, you know, the same year they do Kiss. And again, like I don't I don't care about Kiss on my TV. Oh boy. Oh, you're losing me, Lan. Like James Brown's one of my favorites, favorite artists. Well, that's fine. I mean, but it just, it, it, it wasn't exact. We're getting back to the point of like having the pulse on like pop culture. Right. It, it, it was sort of like, oh, wow. Who's available? Uh, James Brown and Kiss. Uh, perfect. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then we moved on to the, uh, Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, first and foremost, Lan, what was the biggest surprise for you? The biggest surprise in the Women's Rumble? Uh, probably Tori Wilson showing up. Yeah. Because it's really weird when you look at her career and the fact uh, she never held, she never held any championships, but she's in the 2019 hall of fame, 2019 yeah. class hall of fame. And the, that's fine. She did her purpose. She, you know, she did the playboy cover playboy cover. She did the playboy spreads and she was uh, like a staple in the ruthless aggression era after, you know, after her contract was bought from WCW but name me a good Tori Wilson match. Name me a Tori Wilson match. Uh, she um, uh, probably Trish Stratus. Probably, probably sure. So I mean that you know I, I understand she might have her fans. I just remember her dad dying from having sex on SmackDown. Yeah, <laughs> that was the. I mean, that's the era of, of WWE wrestling where um, women had storylines that are memorable but matches not so much because the emphasis was not on in-ring ability not at all i'd go just i just go shotzi blackheart coming to the rumble on a tank that's my favorite thing ever i love Uh, well yeah yeah love it uh i'm glad ember's back ember was a nice surprise uh i I love ember's look i love ember's ability i was was, it was nice to see mickey james back i know she was technically retired or i mean i I know she got injured and then left wwe i I really like Mickey James. I feel like she did not get the um, her final match that she deserved, considering that she's a fantastic wrestler, uh, helping yeah. kind of usher in the women's evolution. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And then Bianca Belair won, which I was super, super mm-hmm. duper pumped about. Mike, it was my call. Like they they've been they've been positioning Bianca just right. <laughs> and doing a documentary about her on the WWE Network, which was oh, very yeah. good. Yeah really cool to see her make it she's got a great look she's 
maybe maybe stronger than the Hulk. We don't know yet, but she could probably suplex the moon if we gave her a chance. Well, you know what? Maybe next week we can do that. We'll I try. think so. Uh, this brings us to uh, what I would call one of the most wild last man standing matches I can remember, which was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens all over Tropicana Field. <laughs> Every... <laughs> I was pretty sure at one point, like, is Kevin Owens trying to kill himself? He keeps jumping off high things. That senton was phenomenal. Yeah, almost as good as um, the golf cart moment. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up, straight up Mario Kart antics of just getting run over by a golf cart. Run by karting. Uh, so there was this overall I felt was a great match up until the point where there was this kind of botched uh, handcuff moment where they couldn't get Roman Reigns unhandcuffed from a thing and uh, they had to stop the ref count but that's whatever right but how do you stop a ref count just I I just don't know do you just say ref look over there or do you clap hard (laughs) just Well, it looked like, you know, and then he um, he hit the ref and swung him to the door, but still just awkward. And then it makes you wonder, like, has Paul, May- Paul Heyman ever worked a pair of handcuffs before? Did they not rehearse this? I don't think he's ever, ever touched a pair of handcuffs. So. Good boy, Paul Heyman, apparently. Good boy, Paul Heyman. <laughs> um, this is going to bring us to uh, the men's Royal Rumble match. I forgot to mention that we all team wrestle buddies had like numbers that I randomly chose from a random number generator that were our picks. Um, I don't think any of us won anything. I I had hurricane helms in the men's Royal rumble. So you lasted 10 seconds. Uh, what did you like most about this uh, men's Royal rumble match? I love that edge and Christian had their moment. Yeah, I love Orton not becoming a three-time winner. I love, <laughs> I love uh, my buddy Shane Helms getting a, a quick Rumble appearance. I love Christian. I love Edge. <laughs> uh, I love Big E getting his good solo push and just going bananas. There's not anything really like there's not much to hate in this. Like this is like there the wasn't first... much to hate. There wasn't there wasn't any weird spots that went to there was no like weird Santino moment like oh man or like th- there was no reason or uh but yeah I, I wish I wish Samoa Joe had showed up. I was waiting for an announcer to show up into one of these, like him or Booker make an appearance a surprise appearance that would have been really great but no there there wasn't there wasn't a lot to hate about it i was still rooting for biggie or nakamura just i mean i really thought d bright was going to come out on top just they've been pushing his story been pushing like okay well royal rumble still on your bingo card that's that's fine and i and i wish like like i said i love edge I, I wish it did not go to a part-timer because yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think edge is going to have the Shawn Michaels second coming career where he is, <laughs> you know, um, almost 50 and going for another, you know, uh, nine years in the company. Yeah. 
it's weird to think that like even myself like how hypocritical i am where i'm constantly shouting about like these part-timers come in and get all these opportunities but like the second edge comes back i'm like yeah 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 <laughs> Ooh, this day. you're just like yeah done man yeah, yeah play some metal ingus my old bridge <laughs> please but thank I, you i guess that's uh when I think about other part-timers like Brock Lesnar or Goldberg, I guess it's because Edge just gave so much more to wrestling in general. And even well, when he was percent, he was, yeah, percent. even he was still doing WWE network stuff. He's still very involved in, in wrestling in some aspect. And he's not, I don't know if it's a payday for him. It might be, it probably is too, but he does love wrestling. I think that's the difference between yeah a Goldberg and a Brock Lesnar. Well, you watch his retirement speech, you know, it's one of those things I introduce people to who are like, well, I don't, I don't care about wrestling. I'm like, well, have you ever seen a grown man cry about <laughs> wrestling? Here, here's Adam Copeland's retirement speech. And you, you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. You feel everything the man has felt in his life in the in that moment. It's a, To me, this was a overall Royal Rumble probably one of the better ones in the past few years. Uh, I feel like WWE finally pay-per-view wise has the whole audience list uh, <laughs> event down right before they go back to having audiences in April, but really fun one, just long and we're all tired. What I'm, what it's going to be interesting and it's going to be interesting to see and feel is they've been going without an audience for almost a year now. And, they, you know, because they pipe in the Thunderdome, Thunderdome noses and Thunderdome, you know, they, they tell mm-hmm. you on your screen to boo or applaud people. Really? Yes. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see when they go back to live. Because they've been in control of the narrative. They've been in control mm-hmm. of the character's narrative and who's a fan favorite, who's a heel and all that, all that, all that stuff. When we go back to live, it's back to an unpredictable, unpredictable nature of the fans are going to tell you how they feel. You can't manufacture that. Yeah, that's that's something we talked about last week um, with who we think is not going to get the same um, rub that the piped in noise is getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I completely forgot who we talked about because week to week, who remembers what happens last week anymore? <laughs> Oh, Lan, if people want to find you on the internet, where do they find you? On the internet. Oh, great. <laughs> Just the answer I was looking for. Uh, uh, Google me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> my my Twitter handle is pissed off. That's P-I-T-T-S-E-D underscore O-double-F. Uh, it's a fun pun name. Um, I think it's punny. I've had it for 11 years. It better be. And instagram um my name facebook don't find me on facebook no facebook is don't don't find you can find wrestle buddies on facebook now but don't find people on facebook it's it's such a personal place at this point just don't find me on facebook don't find us on facebook (laughs) what do you want to see pictures of my kid no you don't want to see pictures of him i don't even post pictures of him on there anyway Right, right. But yeah, come a bit. But if you want to come yell at me on Twitter, yeah, I'm almost about being yelled at on Twitter for my wrestling thoughts. It's fine. Yeah, just, it's totally fine. Just yell at him on Twitter. It's fine. Talk to yeah. him about Dan Housen, which I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you know, you've, you found room in your 
black heart for this evil character. It, here, the thing about Danhausen, I know it's a Royal Rumble thing. I don't care. Uh, I've been like keeping an eye on this guy for, I, I think he came into my, like my view, like last year, maybe um, it was like last week when I was like, this guy's got a website. Like what's this website? Like it's so good. As soon as I clicked <laughs> on it, I was like, dude, this is my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> always in character except for his pinned tweet but always in character right 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 um i made him break character uh, a couple weeks ago because he he asked me yeah he he texted me um because he wants to start the dan housing collection mm-hmm. so it's like hey what are the chances of getting a commission by todd mcfarland and i said very minimal <laughs> extremely minimal but I, I will help you find artists. And so I sent him um, a couple of recommendations. So I, but I felt bad about having to like crush his, crush his dreams. Mm-hmm. So I was interviewing Todd that week. I said, hey, Todd, can you do a favor for me? And he's like, yeah, what you need? He says, I want you to do a quick video, me- uh, a quick uh, voice message for my friend Danhausen. He's like, what's it, Danhausen? I was like, do you watch <laughs> wrestling? He goes, no. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> but he's a, a wrestler that's his name that's his full name that's just what he goes by todd don't think about it too much he's very nice but very <laughs> evil very nice and very evil so i told him and basically you know he's it's a it's just a complex character and it's so good but he's like a um late night horror show host of like the of like the 80s and like 70s like Sven Gulli. Mm-hmm. and it's like oh that's wild i'm like yeah i know and so he he does he cuts a promo on Danhausen, and it's one of my favorite things and so I messaged him and I was like, hey, I didn't get, you know, I can't get you a sketch, but I have something for you. And I sent it to him. And then he texts back, holy S word, but he actually said the S word. And I was like, wow, I made Dan has a cuss. I win at life. So, and uh, he's like, can I, can I post this and thank him? I was like, yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, but yeah, that, that kind of made his day. And then um, Warhorse hit, uh, hit me up because we were talking about toys. I meet all my wrestlers, like all these wrestlers guys through like other means of like comics and toy collecting. Yeah. So that's how I met uh, Dan Housen through um, Hasbro Legends and like collecting old, Mar- you know, McFarlane toys and DC stuff right now. And Simpsons. Oh, God, we both love the Simpsons. We're such big Simpsons nerds. So that, this, yeah, this go, go check you... out Dan Housen stuff. This is a check Dan Housen podcast now. There's only two ways to, to meet wrestlers, and that's through toy collecting or stand-up comedy in the Chicagoland area. <laughs> Listen, if you want to be friends with Marty DeRosa from Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, go back and do comedy 10 years ago out here. You should. You should. Um, I, I love Marty and Sarah. They're great I, people. I've never met Sarah, but I do love... I've known Marty for... Oh God, 10 or 11 years. I haven't seen him in like three years now, mm. but the last time we hung out was at another comedian's wedding. <laughs> right. And it's like uh, the I, biggest <laughs> hug I've ever gotten. He's like, Elfrey's here. I'm like, yeah, I guess I showed up. <laughs> that's going to end the show for this week. We will see you guys on Thursday with a brand new episode. Land, thank you very much for coming on. And thank uh, you, thank you for having that. I'm I'm sorry I kept on disappearing. I hope this is actually usable. Oh, it's all you. It's all usable, and I just want to say I'm very glad at WWE for putting on a great Royal Rumble and for also keeping the SmackDown hacker out of the Rumble. Appreciate you guys doing 
the Lord's work, doing Papa Shango's work. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week.